It is now day uh, 90. Oh, I lose track. Since we've been quarantining and self-isolating and physically distancing and working from home. But now, in many places, restrictions are being lifted. In many dioceses around the world, churches are now open and masses have resumed. And many Catholics, I think, are sighing relief. It's much easier going through the storm when you have the end in sight. We have all been missing the sacraments. We've been missing communion. We've been missing community. Watching Mass online is not quite the same. Yet, at the same time, I think this has been a time of preparation. A time when we have been building up a hunger for these important things that we've been missing. It will be some time before things are back to normal, when Mass feels like it used to. But I pray that as we go back to what we used to be, we don't forget what it was like to not have. So many around the world continue to not have access to Mass. They do not have priests and do not get to receive communion once a week or even once a month. More than that, so many around the world don't have basic food, clean drinking water, and access to basic health care. So many, as we have seen these last couple of weeks, continue to be treated with injustice and inequality. Let's not forget that. And let's not forget how much we strive to keep our faith alive through our own devotions and readings, looking for resources online to help fill the gap we are missing. Let's not go back to a lukewarm practice of the faith where we're not much more than weekly passive observers. May we look back at the COVID spring as a time of planting and nurturing so that we can benefit from a plentiful harvest. I'm Deacon Pedro, and this is the Salt and Light Hour. Hello and welcome to an all-new Salt and Light Hour. I'm Deacon Pedro and uh, I'm working from home. I'm recording the show from home today, so I'm here all alone. How are you guys doing? How are you doing with COVID-19? Um, how, are, how are things where you live? Are churches open? Are you able to go to Mass? How are they doing communion? Write to us. It would be great to have a show entirely dedicated to what you have to say about your COVID experiences. Why don't you write to me, pedro at saltandlighttv.org or find me through social media at Deacon Pedro. On the show today, Mateo will be speaking with uh, Carlos Garde of Rome Reports about how things are in Madrid with the coronavirus. So that's uh, coming up in about five minutes. After that, Mark Matthews, our Hollywood undercover missionary, will be with us to tell us about truth. So that's going to be interesting. That's in about 10 minutes. And then Billy... Billy's going to join me on the phone to talk about indulgences. Uh, that's a big topic. But uh, lots of people were asking two months ago when Pope Francis offered that Urbi et Orbi blessing to the whole world. So uh, that's going to be in about 15 minutes. And I'm hoping that most of you pray. How do you pray? What's your favorite prayer? Do you struggle with prayer? Do you read scripture when you pray? Do you listen to music? Do you like the traditional prayers like the rosary or the divine mercy chaplet? Do you do the office of, of the church or, or, or anything from, from the breviary? Do you use any apps to help you pray? In our second half hour, we're going to be learning all about the newest Catholic app to help you pray. It's called Hallow. Have you heard of it? Well, um, you're going to want to stay tuned and learn all about it. That's in our second half hour in about 25 minutes. And at the end of the show, we're going to be reconnecting with Sarah Kroger, 
We last spoke with Sarah just after World Youth Day Panama around May 2019. She had just released her album, Bloom. Now, Sarah has a new album that's just dropping very, very soon. And we're going to be featuring some tracks from that album. Never heard before. Sneak peek right here on the Salt and Light Hour. Sarah's new album is called Light. And we're going to be speaking with Sarah all about it at the end of the show. So you definitely want to stick around for that. And if you can't, or if you're, if you're going to miss the end of the program, don't, don't fret, nothing to fear. All our shows are archived on our website. Just go to saltandlighttv.org and look for podcasts. All our shows can be found there. Okay, so let's begin. Here is Sarah Kroger with a cover from her album, Bloom. The song is called Pieces. Promises that keeps its word. 
that was Sarah Kroger singing pieces from her album Bloom and singing with Sarah on that track uh, was Audrey Assad. We're going to be speaking with Sarah Kroger in about 30 minutes, but first, our Rome correspondent Matteo Cioffi spoke with Carlos Gardi of Rome Reports about how things are developing in Spain with the coronavirus. Carlos, uh, thank you for joining us. First of all, I would like to ask you, how are you and uh, how's the situation right now? Well, um, I'm at home, as you can see, working uh, since March 13. And uh, Madrid has been the, the region of Spain uh, most hit by the coronavirus because it is the, the capital of the country and, and has one of the largest airports in Europe. Uh, so it's a place with a lot of uh, traffic of passengers from around the world. Um, and this had led it to, to be one of the, the cities with more uh, deaths in, in the world. Um, so, so to this day, one every 700, 750 people in this region has, has died from coronavirus. So it's a pretty big number. Um, so and from that day, from uh, since um, March fourteenth, uh, all shops, bars, restaurants have been closed. Uh, so for more than two months so far, um, and many of us have been uh, uh, we have been at home working and doing whatever we can in this situation. You said for sure that you work at home, but I mean, uh, you will be in contact, you know, with the Rome Reports office uh, every day. Uh, what I want to ask you, at Rome Reports, how did you cover this emergency? Well, it has been very complicated because uh, we we had more work than ever, uh, but, uh, but in a very difficult uh, working situation. Since we are a television news agency, uh, we have to to cover, we had to cover everything that happened in Italy and Rome and the Vatican uh, during these uh, two months so far. Um, and um, it was very complicated because uh, uh, we have more work, but we had to work in, with, uh, in complicated situations. Uh, um, and for example, we also had to, to produce all the programs that we usually produce, for example, the, the weekly program, The World Scene from the Vatican, uh, which is a, a weekly TV show that uh, Southern Light Television has been airing from since several years ago. So every week you can, you can watch this, uh, the, our, uh, TV show, this TV show. And um, so we had to produce all the, the, the programs that we usually produce. And additionally, we had to to cover all this pandemia uh, and how everything uh, was handling in, in the Vatican, in Italy. And, uh, so, so yeah, it was complicated, but we managed to do, uh, I think, a good job uh, providing uh, all the people uh, everything that's happened uh, during this difficult time. What I want to ask you is your personal hope for your country, for sure, and at the same time, uh, uh, your hope for the next weeks in general for this uh, coronavirus situation. Yes. Uh, well, um, my hope is that uh, I can see that things are, are coming becoming better. All the churches in in 
in Spain uh, opened the doors to, to, to the celebration of public masses. Uh, the government established that only uh, these, these uh, religious ceremonies, the, the, the masses can, could be celebrated with uh, one third of the, the capacity of, the, of these temples. Uh, but um, but uh, this is a sign of hope because people have been more than two months uh, without the possibility to go into to mass or to reception sacraments. So even one of the difficult things, what the, all the, the people were not able to have a funeral for all these people that has died. So that was very difficult. So things are, thanks God, are becoming better. Um, um, and, and I hope that um, with the summer, uh, everybody uh, could, could, I mean, the life could, could be as, as before or as much similar as before because nobody knows how it's going to, how things are going to be, to be in the future uh, until we, we, we get a, a vaccine. But, um, but from Rome reports, uh, we will continue producing uh, the daily news reports every day. So everybody can get uh, accurate information from the Pope and the Vatican. Um, and uh, we hope that uh, we can continue with our work and providing this service to everybody. Carlos, thanks so much for your time. I really hope to see you soon at the Vatican, also because it means that you will be able to come back from Spain. Thanks so much. Yes. Thank you very much. See you soon. That was the conversation that our Rome correspondent Matteo Cioffi had with Carlos Garde of Rome Reports earlier this month. That conversation was part of our series, Hope from Home. To watch the series uh, and more of these conversations, you can go to saltandlighttv.org slash hopefromhome. Hi, I'm Amanda Vernon, and you're listening to the Salt and Light Hour with Deacon Pedro. If you missed any part of this program or to listen to any interview again, go to our website, saltandlighttv.org slash radio. All our programs are archived there. And now it's time for... What's Good in Hollywood with our Hollywood undercover missionary, Mark Matthews... Mark, welcome. Hello, Pedro. Mark, who joins us from not Hollywood. You're in Las Vegas. That is correct. I went for a jog down the Las Vegas Strip, and it was the strangest thing because there was absolutely no one there. It was like something out of a disaster film. Yeah, what a weird, what a weird uh, experience. Yeah. Yes, we are living in very strange times for uh-huh. sure. So. But it was good reflection between what's real and what's fake. And yeah. that's what I want to talk about today. Veritas, which is the Latin word for truth. Veritas. Veritas. And I wanted to talk about this just because there's so much controversy on the news and the media right now about, you know, uh, truth and conspiracy theories and fake news and whatnot. And I thought it might be a good time just to reflect a little bit on what exactly truth is. Mm-hmm. And so the, my first point is that we as Catholics know this, that truth is a person. Our Lord Jesus Christ is truth itself. 
is the source of all truth. And so when it comes to truth, I say our first, our first goal should be to invoke Christ, invoke the supernatural, and A, spend time with him in adoration. This might be difficult in COVID times, but I say, hey, even go sit in your car outside a church mm-hmm. and pray. And then secondly, read the scriptures, which is the Word of God. Mm-hmm. So start with Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Secondly, uh, the great Christian and Catholic saints throughout the years have known that not only does virtue make our lives easier to live, and for those around us too, but it also makes us clearer thinkers. And uh, I think a good example that illustrates this is that when I started at DreamWorks, I was a junior engineer, and I took it very hard when someone would criticize my ideas. And effectively in my, my head, and this is very natural, I heard, you're stupid. And because, you know, I would kind of feel hurt sometimes, it's just like, oh, the discussion would end there. But I learned over time, and hopefully I learned to have some humility, um, but I learned essentially to divorce myself, to dissociate my you know, personal identity as a human being from my ideas. And so I was then happy to have my ideas ripped to shreds, and then we could talk, talk much longer about ideas, keep proposing ideas and tearing down ideas, and we would eventually reach some very good solutions. Mm-hmm. And so this is essentially humility. So I think this is also incredibly essential anytime we're having any discussion about a lot of these things, especially on social media. Yeah. And then one of the next things that I, I think is also very tragic is that today we see a lot of Christians eschewing science, thinking, oh, somehow science is evil or bad. But it's very important to remember that the Catholic Church invented science, hmm. uh, and that the, the Catholic Church has affirmed that science, effectively true and proper science, cannot be in disagreement with faith. Mm-hmm. And look this up in paragraph 159 of Catechism. Mm-hmm. And now, to maybe recap a little bit, science is not anything you necessarily hear from one expert. It's not necessarily an article you read in a science magazine. It's not necessarily just one paper that you might read. Science is the reproducible results by many members of the research community and the eventual convergence of all members on these facts. They effectively become sort of mm-hmm. irrefutable among mm-hmm. the community. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's very important, is that you ha- always have to go back to journals, you know, and, and first sources and do the work. Right. And this is maybe the other thing that's a little hard about truth, is it does require us to do our homework. Mm-hmm. So this is maybe our last point, is that we have to have good sources of truth. And you, you have to have something outside of yourself as ground truth. Otherwise, you're essentially, if you only choose to believe something because it supports your own viewpoint, you're an essential, you're in a reinforcing black hole of belief. You could choose anything and then find evidence to support it. Yeah. So I, I suggest that, that uh, reputable sources do exist, such as salt and light, <laughs> um, but do your research uh, and, and find them. So, and the, fin- the final thing I would say is pay attention to words. Words are very important. Our Lord was the living word. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, let your yes mean yes and your no mean no. So words mean something. And I think we can mistakenly read too much into words, into mean- the motivations behind it. And I think it's also very important to be careful about what we say with our words. Mm-hmm. So 
you know, the bottom line is there's a lot of alignment between our, our Christian faith and traditions and truth, and that it takes a lot of effort to, you know, master these disciplines that help underlie truth. Yeah, what you, what you say is so true. Boom, boom. Um, <laughs> thank you. Um, uh, and and you're right. And and I, I I know I know there's no necessarily link to Hollywood and what's happening there. But I think that Hollywood there's a lot of untruth, but there's also a lot of truth through films and through the work that happens there. Um, I don't know about Las Vegas, but uh, maybe we can leave that for <laughs> for another day. Thank yeah, you. Absolutely. Thank yeah, you. this is a little bit more of a reflection on the media in general these days. It is, and so it's and it's an important reflection in these times because, what, as you say, there's so much misinformation and and half truths out there, and and people just kind of get swayed and impulsive. But you need to slow down, read them, check them, check your sources, and then maybe not share them even if they are true. How's that? Very good point. All right, very, Mark. Very true. Thank you very much for joining us today. Enjoy your time uh, traveling wherever you're traveling, and uh, we'll uh, we'll see you in the fall. We'll talk to you in the fall. Yeah, sounds great. Have All right, summer. good. Thank you very much. Uh, what's good in Hollywood, or, or what's true? What's true in Las Vegas? With our Hollywood undercover missionary, Mark Matthews. Um, you can follow him at HU Missionary. Hey guys, it's Charles Gonzalez from Epic the Fan, and you're listening to the Salt and Light Hour with Deacon Pedro. You want to contact us? Email radio at saltandlighttv.org, or you can look for me, Deacon Pedro, on Facebook, also on Twitter, at Deacon Pedro GM, or you can send a direct voice message right off our webpage, saltandlighttv.org slash radio. Earlier, I spoke with Billy on the phone. So, now it's time for... With Billy Chan. Billy, how are you doing at home? I miss you. I know, yeah. me too. Yeah, you know, sitting at home is not always good, right? I mean, no. you know, you work in the same place, you eat at the same place, and yes. uh, yeah, you, you need to go out sometime and talk to good people like you. Yes, well, you can call me anytime. <laughs> okay, so, you know, during the lockdown, there are a lot of, I, I've done a lot of reading. Yes. Um, I think everyone does, right? Mm-hmm. You, you want to read something meaningful, and you have time now, right? So yes. you read it. And it comes to a word that I don't really understand, and it's scary as well when I read it from the catechist. And, yeah. Uh, uh, but the word is called indulgence. Oh, yeah. So, so you know, uh, we know we need to go to confession some, for somebody this is already a scary thing to do, yes. confession. And then after confession, we 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 got um, um, forgiveness from, from God. Yes. The word. That's what yes. we, we got, right? Mm-hmm. Now, there's something called indulgence. Now, what is yes. it? Isn't it God has already forgiven us? Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Absolutely. So that's the first thing that you need to remember about indulgence is the indulgence doesn't forgive your sin. The sin has already been forgiven at confession. Um, yeah. And indulgence is actually a very, it's, it's, it's hard to understand, but it's a really beautiful thing that we have in the church. So this is how the church defines an indulgence, just so that you know, and then I'll explain it. An indulgence, okay. an indulgence is a remission, so remember that word, remission, before God of the temporal punishment, so remember that, temporal punishment, due uh-huh. to sins, due to sins whose guilt has already been forgiven. 
which we gain through the action of the church. So the, the church, the action of the church, the church gives us the indulgence. So remission means it's like a payment. So um, when we uh, sin, yeah. uh, there's an eternal consequence to your sin, and there's mm. the temporal punishment of the sin, the temporary punishment of the sin. Um, when we go to confession, when God forgives our sins, he eliminates the eternal consequence. Some people might say the eternal punishment, but it's the oh. consequence, right? But that confession does not eliminate the temporary consequences. So like the effects of the sin. Um, and those are the ones, those temporal or temporary consequences are the ones that send us to purgatory so that they okay, can be me, cleaned. Okay, so let me understand this correctly. So, you know, every action we did, uh, uh, there is a ripple effect, right? Yes. So you are affecting other people, or we do not know if you will affect, like, the other side of the world as well. Yes. So uh, the eternal punishment is... Uh, um, uh, you know, we should be able to go to heaven. That's the eternal, right? You know, yes. the eternal life. Yep. But we need to pay for what we have done, mm-hmm. and and this will affect other people. Is it? Is it? Yeah. So imagine. So the best the, the 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 example that is usually used is if I if Billy is playing outside with a with a baseball and you throw it and it breaks your neighbor's window, uh-huh. the neighbor can come out and say, "Don't worry about it, Billy. I forgive you," and so you've been forgiven. But that doesn't replace the window. You still have to replace the window, right? So, or you yeah. have to pay for the window. So, the what the indulgence does, it it actually. So Billy can can say here here's a thousand dollars and replace the window, or Billy's friend Deacon Pedro can say, you know, Billy don't Billy doesn't have the money. I will pay for Billy's window. So I am. I am remitting. I am paying that too. So that's what the church is doing with the indulgence is paying. The remission of the sin on your behalf. Um, I see. So if you don't have the indulgence, you have to then satisfy that temporal punishment through personal penance here on earth or in purgatory. But what the indulgence does is it actually helps us, through the action of the church, helps us satisfy that temporal punishment so that we don't have to do it in purgatory. It's a little complicated. Um, Think about it and maybe next week we we can talk about it more. Um, yeah, we we should also talk about it. How can I get it? <laughs> yes, for sure, absolutely. And I think a lot of people, because the Pope uh, offered, uh, uh, you know, indulgences when he did the blessing two months yeah. ago. Um, exactly. We we can talk about that for sure. But yeah, indulgence—it's a beautiful, beautiful thing that the Church offers. But yeah, a lot of people—it's just hard to understand. Okay, thank you very much. You're welcome. Billy Chan is the webmaster at Salt and Light TV. You can follow him at B Joe Chan. Coming up in our second half hour, the latest Catholic app, Hallow, and a featured chat with Sarah Kroger, so stay tuned. Welcome to the Salt and Light Hour Part 2. I'm Deacon Pedro. Now, there are tons of apps out there that help people with prayer and meditation. Some of them are simply to help you fall asleep. But there is now a new app that aims to help you with both prayer and meditation. And if that helps you sleep, then all the better. The app is called Hallow, and it features some 300 sessions of prayer, including spiritual writing, the rosary, the examine, Lectio Divina, contemplative prayer, spiritual writing, and even Teze chant. 
As of right now, Hallow has been used to pray over 1 million times in over 50 countries and is the number one Catholic app in app stores, at least in the United States. And to tell us more, I am now joined uh, by Alessandro De Santo. He's one of the co-founders and head of growth at Hallow. Alessandro, welcome to the Salt and Light Hour. Thank you so much for having me, Deacon. It's good. So um, how did the idea for Hallow come about? Yeah, so the, the story of Hallow is very much connected to the development of our faith lives as the Hallow team. So what is now the Hallow team, or the, the founding team at least, started as a group of friends that went to school together uh, uh-huh. at Notre Dame. And we went into different career paths. I went into finance, others went into consulting, marketing, government service, your traditional professional services. And a few years out of school, uh, we were catching up on the weekends as friends. And, you know, they're each of us have our own stories, but my story was, was connected with just the stress and anxiety that, that, you know, is in modern life, constantly connected email inboxes, text messages, Snapchat, Twitter, TikTok, whatever your poison is. And uh, we actually found our way into uh, mindfulness meditation to try and address that stress. Uh, okay. if, if users are familiar with apps like Headspace or Calm, mm-hmm. um, we, we, we used Headspace and, um, had a bunch of reactions to that, uh, felt that uh, we're looking for something deeper and more faith-centric, um, and then eventually found our way that uh, the church actually has a really deep 2,000-year-plus contemplative prayer tradition, and that just changed our lives. Uh, and ultimately, after uh, a lot of prayerful reflection with many of the techniques that are now in the app, uh, felt a call to help make those techniques more accessible to people in a modern digital format. Uh, and have quit our jobs to go build what is now out. So there's obviously yeah. a lot more story behind all of that, but uh, right, it's a thirty second version. So for people who are not familiar with Headspace, that's a mindfulness app, right, to help people with with that meditation. So would you say that Halo is a prayer app or is it a meditation app? Is it mindfulness? What is it? It's a great question. Yeah. So the the way I describe my Headspace experience, which uh, and I think this speaks for the whole team, is that. You know, mindfulness meditation takes out of Eastern spirituality the techniques themselves, the the body scanning, the breathing techniques to address the surface level physical parts of our life, right? So the way I describe the experience is that it's definitely physiologically helpful for a human being to sit still and breathe deeply. As a matter of medical principle, your heart rate will go down. But when you strip out the inherent spiritual um, parts of contemplation, that really devoids it of, of the true purpose, which is union with God and, and communication with him. And so when you really do that to the extent that can be pretty spiritually dangerous, uh, which we, you know, we can talk about, but how it's funny, people ask me the question, is it, is it a prayer app, is it a meditation app? The catechism talks about the three types of prayer, uh, right? There's vocal prayer, there is meditation, and then there's contemplation. Right. Um, and so uh, we're a prayer app. Uh, but we focus on and give options for each of the different types of prayer, vocal prayer, contemplative prayer, and meditative prayer, so that you can find what works really well for you. Yeah, because you don't want to scare people who might think, oh, this is you know, meditation. It's something that Catholics shouldn't be doing. But Catholics have, a, as you said, a, a long history of, we, we can, I, I prefer to use the word contemplation. And it's interesting to see that even some people, as you said, w- there's a distinction between meditation and contemplation. Um, uh, what about the whole sleep part of it? Because I, 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 is there, is there, uh, and I don't want to put it, maybe sound like a damper, but you know, a lot of the prayers, especially the recordings, the audio, it's very 
meditative, almost like it's designed to help you not just calm you down, but even help you fall asleep. Is, is that part of the purpose? Yeah, well, I think, you know, our Lord says, you know, come to us, all you who are burdened, and I shall give you rest, right? Mm-hmm. That, is, that is inherent, uh, true peace, God is peace. And, and when we are, find union with him, he brings us peace. So uh, the app hopefully is, is not used just to uh, you know, <laughs> be asleep by the end of it. Uh, but certainly I think one of the uh, healthy ways uh, that prayer impacts our lives is to be at peace. And when we are at peace, we can find rest more easily. And so uh, in the evening, I think, you know, families have had the tradition for, you know, millennia to pray together before bed and, and use that as a r- daily ritual. I think that's a really healthy way to engage in prayer as it is in the morning to start your day and end your prayer with the Lord, uh, I think is a great habit to get into. Yeah, actually, it, there's a beautiful uh, image of falling asleep in the arms of the father or the mother in the case of the rosary, for example. So um, absolutely. So how does the app work? Is it just like a regular app? There's there's prayers. Does it send me notifications? Uh, how, how does it work? Great, great question. So the app is free to download. There's permanently free content. There's also the option to upgrade into a premium subscription, which is how we keep the team going. Um, but the actual use of the app is audio guided contemplative prayer. So you can choose either how you want to pray. So for example, we have a daily section, which is organized by technique, like the Divino, the daily gospel, the daily rosary, the divine mercy chaplet, the examine, uh, or you can choose what you want to pray about. So in our pray lists, we have things like love, joy, hope, humility, gratitude, and then within each one of those different sessions using the different techniques. So you can either choose how you want to pray or what you want to pray about. You choose how long you would like to pray, normally 5, 10, or 15 minutes. There's also some longer and shorter ones. Okay. You choose a male or female voice. You hit play. You close your eyes, and then the app takes you on an audio-guided contemplative prayer experience. So it gives you the the way we describe it is we put you in the room with God. We give you the structure of the technique, whatever the technique is, uh, and then leave plenty of silence for you to engage in your own prayer. You can also have optional background music. Uh, Gregorian chant or ambient tones, whatever you're into, or silence. Um, and then you can also have there's a journal that pops up after every session where you can journal through your experience. Okay. And then we have a few ancillary features like you can set daily reminders if you'd like. If you'd like to create a prayer group with whom you'd like to share your intentions, prayers, and reflections, you can create groups within the app. But the central experience is audio guided prayer sessions. Right. And th- that central experience is free, or is that part of the yeah, so that's so yeah, the, the it's part of the free version. Uh, mm-hmm. The free content is all of the daily content, all of our guest sessions, our minute meditations, uh, and a few of the intro challenges. And then, so those are all the audio guided prayers. And then there's uh, a second set, a second half of the content, which is also audio guided prayers, which is part of the premium subscription. Right, right. So there's there's nothing that people have to read. It's totally designed for you to just put it in the background and listen so that it helps you. I guess, with that contemplation, meditation. Um, Alessandro, in your experience, I mean, I don't know, you're a young guy, you maybe have gone through seasons where you struggle with prayer. So this app, how is it helping you? Is it helping you with it's the schedule, the structure? How are those things helping your prayer life, Alessandro? Yeah, it's a great th- It's a great question. And, and certainly, I think the founding of Allo has um, certainly strengthened my prayer life. But just like anyone else, there are, there are peaks and valleys. I think Certainly during this time of social distancing and quarantine, there's been some real struggle around that. Mm-hmm. But the ways that um, the, 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 my prayer life has evolved because of how or with how is I would say probably twofold. 
One is that, you know, really driving home this idea that we're called to pray without ceasing, right? We are, we are, we can involve God. God wants to be a part of everything we do in our lives and to incorporate prayer, whether it's, you know, something really great, something that we're struggling with um, or anything in between the app tries to focus on, you know, things like hope, uh, humility, joy, gratitude, suffering, like they're shining a light on the fact that you can incorporate prayer into so many different parts of your life. Uh, I think has been the first big impact. And then the second is, you know, my personal background is, is born and raised Catholic, but I was at Catholic grade school, high school, college. I always connected most deeply with the intellectual traditions of the faith. I'm a big Thomas Aquinas fan, took him as my confirmation saint, a uh, big fan of the Summa, but I never really felt like I had a personal sense of deep spirituality. And I think what contemplative prayer has helped me do is realize that this is actually a two-way personal relationship, right? Mm -hmm. God is a person who wants to know you uh, and for you to get to know him. And so the actual personal two-way relationship is something that's really awesome, I think, about contemplative prayer. That's wonderful. Thank you. Well, Alessandro, thank you and, and your team for putting together the app. I, I'm sure that a lot of our listeners are going to find it uh, interesting and you might have a couple more downloads there. Um, thank you again for joining us today and telling us about Halo. Thank you so much for having us. Alessandro Di Santo, he's one of the co-founders uh, of the app Halo, and he's also the head of growth at that organization, Halo. To learn more, just go to the website, hallow.com, and we're going to put that link on our site so you can find it easily. Here now is our featured Artist of the Week, Sarah Kroger, with Belovedness from her new album, Light. You own your fear and all your self-loathing You own the voices inside of your head You own the shame and reproach of your failure it's time to own your belovedness You've owned your past and how it's defined You've owned everything everybody else says It's time to hear what your father has spoken It's time to own your belovedness smiled when I made you I find you beautiful in every way my love for you is fierce and unending I'll come to find you whatever it takes my beloved you own the mess you see in the mirror you own the lies that you're not enough You've been so blinded by all your comparing It's time to own your belovedness He says you're mine I smiled when I made you I find you beautiful in every way My love for you is fierce and unending I'll come to find you, whatever it takes, 
That was a sneak peek into Sarah Kroger's new album, Light. The song is called Belovedness, and it's one of the tracks in Sarah Kroger's new album, Light. And you heard it here first. Last we spoke with Sarah Kroger was in May 2019. She had just released a new album, Bloom. Um, Sarah Kroger first came into the scene about, wow, it's like 10 years now. Um, And since then, she has been busy traveling and leading worship all over. She has released three albums. Your Time, Hallelujah is Our Song, and Bloom. And now Sarah has been working on a new album, Light, that will be dropping in late August. And uh, so that's a great excuse to have her back on the show and to listen to some of that album. I'm just excited about uh, listening to songs before anybody else. Um, so Sarah, it's, uh, it's good to have you. Welcome back. It's so good to be back. It's good to see your face. <laughs> I know, I know. Usually we do these on the phone, so maybe this is going to be the new norm. I'm just happy to, I hope be, so. to be recording from home. So much easier. I know. I know, right? <laughs> um, how have you been? I mean, I know you're not at home. You said you were in your, uh, you're, you're staying with your in-laws. How have the last couple months been? Yeah, so it's been pretty crazy. I mean, I don't know what other word to use to describe it, to be honest. Um, uh, so we're in Florida right now, just kind of getting yeah. a much needed little break because our in-laws live at the beach. Um, mm. But it's been, it's just been hard. Um, I think everyone's kind of experienced this in different ways, but none of us have been untouched by it. Um, all of my events uh, are not happening for the foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just difficult. It brings its own, you know, trials, but throughout it, the Lord has been uh, just faithfully taking care of us. Um, divine providence uh, is a real, real thing. And yeah. Honestly, this time has just been, uh, which I realize in saying this, that not everyone has been experiencing it this way. But for me, it's really been a time of much needed rest and um, recuperation and kind of like an unexpected sabbatical of sorts. It's just yeah. really been a good time for us to reevaluate priorities and um, what we value in life and really mm-hmm. just get some rest in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, can I say you're still kind of newly married? <laughs> yeah, I yeah. kind of feel like we are. I mean, yeah. we, we're going to be five years in October, which wow. you know, feels like an accomplishment to me, but also like we're just babies, you know? So, yeah. yeah. So hopefully this has been a good, good time for, for that. I mean, for, for, yeah. for marriage. Oh, um, it, it really has been. Yeah. Yeah. For you two to be together. Now, I know, as you said, uh, I mean, every single other artists that I've spoken to and you, I mean, you know, most of them too. I mean, everything's been canceled. Um, But has it been a time for a different kind of work? Have you been writing more music or, I mean, I guess you've been finishing this album. 
Yeah, that's been a huge part of my focus is um, it was a blessing to be able to record most of the songs before COVID hit. Mm -hmm. Um, So we had, you know, basically now it's just mixing and mastering and listening back to the tracks, making sure we like them, getting marketing plan figured out, all that kind of stuff. So I've been able to focus a lot of my efforts on that, but also in this time, just really diving into some things, some books that I've been wanting to read forever, some creative writing kind of things that I haven't ever had a chance to do watching some worship training videos, things like that, that like, like professional development type stuff that I just don't ever have time for. Yeah. Um, So I've been trying to do a lot of that kind of stuff. It's been great. That's good. Yeah. Good. And you're at the beach. How, how bad can that be? I know. I know. I can't really complain. (laughs) So, so tell me about the new album. Why, why light? Mm, That's a good question. It's interesting because bloom, um, was a culmination of like five years between the, you know, the time that I'd released another album, I had all this space to kind of think and dream and pray about what I wanted this album to be. Um, and with this album, it's been like, we released bloom. I signed a record deal and it was like, let's hit the ground running. It was like completely different. Um, I felt like I was on a runaway train. Um, in a lot of ways, but the writing process has just been so beautiful. I've been able to write with a lot of different people than I ever, like all the people that I wrote with for light were completely new. Um, and so to be able to see just the way that God developed this theme of light and wove this theme of light throughout those songs has been Mm -hmm. just incredible. I always felt like light was always on my mind. Um, just the idea of light. I feel like this album is really a culmination of what bloom started in my life. Um, mm-hmm. and light is really embracing the, the love of the Lord, who I am, who he made me to be and living in his light. That's really what this album is all about. What these songs communicate is just embracing who you're made to be and living in God's light with, without fear. It's really what these songs are about. Is there, I mean, I know you, you were writing these songs way before COVID, but I mean, there's yeah. something about that sort of coincidence God incidents of it being, I mean, it's not releasing yet. It was releasing soon, but I mean, this is a time where people are needing light, I think. Mm. Right. Yeah. Do you see Definitely. that? Yeah. It's, it's really interesting because I feel like, like you were saying, like, it's just a God incidence. Like there's so many ways that the Lord has been using these songs personally in my life over the mm-hmm. past, you know, especially month and a half of walking through COVID and, just reminding me that I, I have nothing to fear. Um, mm-hmm. That's a lot of these songs have to do with that theme of just being unafraid. The Lord is with us um, and embracing the light of Christ and just reminding ourselves that his light is all around us. Even in the darkest of times, um, yeah. the darkness cannot overcome the light, you know, um, yeah. just remembering that reminding yourself of that. So it's definitely not like the timing is not lost on me for sure. No, no. And that song. So you released one of the, you've been releasing, I guess you've released the one single standing in your yeah. light. Uh, and I want to talk about that song, but is your plan to, to release a few other singles before the album drops or is this it? This yes. is the teaser. No, we have several other singles planned over the next okay. few months. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be Good. really fun. So yeah, standing in, we're going to end the show with standing in your light, but would you say yeah. that that song is the title track i mean it's not called light but it's standing <laughs> in your light it's it's not the title track but i really do it does feel like this kind of culmination of 
what I've been walking through in my life. It's just, yeah. I am, I'm not going to be afraid anymore. I'm going to stand in the light of Christ and I'm going to proclaim his goodness with everything that I am. That's really mm-hmm. what this song is about. Yeah. And it's beautiful. I mean, it's, it's great. It's upbeat. It's hopeful. It's, yeah. it's, 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 it's a fun summer, summer song. Yeah, exactly. Um, Hopefully it yeah. makes people dance. That's what I really want it to do. I think so. I think so. It does have that. Now the song we played before the interview, Belovedness, it's yeah. beautiful. Thank beautiful, you. Beautiful. Oh, tell us about that song. How did that come yeah. about? Well, a couple of years ago, I read the book Life of the Beloved by Henry Nowen. Um, mm. And it changed my life forever. And it kind of set me on this journey of um, really owning my belovedness. That was the journey that it set me on is recognizing that for a long time, I mean, for years of my life, I lived my life based out of fears and lies um, that I had been told or that I believed as opposed to my true identity in the Lord, which is the identity of all of us, all of his children is beloved. Um, And so that's what this song is really about is the fact that each of us so often own the negative things about ourselves so quickly. And yet Mm -hmm. we're, it's not as easy to own um, who God made us to be. So that's what this song really encourages people to do is just recognize that they're beloved and to own that. Yeah. And I guess it all comes together because if you stand in his light, you will recognize Mm -hmm. your belovedness. I love that. Um, I love that about albums, how they, you know, and I don't know if you set out to, it sounds like you were thinking about the album as a whole and not individual tracks that just happened to come together. Uh, So there's a story there. And and I, and I, and I love that. Um, Can you tell us a little bit more about some of the other tracks that we are not hearing yet? (laughs) Yeah. So actually I'll I'll tell you about one track in particular that I'm really excited about. It's called um, Unbroken Family. And it's a song that's featuring Matt Marr, actually. Um, So that song in particular is, I don't want to go too much into it because I don't want to give it too much away, but I'm really excited for that track in particular. That's going to come out in the next uh, month or so. And I feel like, especially for this time, this day and age right now, it's a very, um, we didn't even, we wrote it over a year ago and again god's timing just the way that he works and weaves his story yeah. is just incredible so okay i'm good. really excited for that one i think you've you've teased it enough with just saying that you work with matt on that i spoke to matt yeah. a few uh, about a month ago and yeah i mean the whole experience for him too has been just kind of crazy and, and beautiful at the same time it's been such a yeah it's been a time for blooming i think exactly. <laughs> but hopefully it's leading us to the light so so exactly. sarah Thank you for uh, thank you for joining us today, um, and for, yeah. for doing what you do, and for sharing a little bit of your music. I hope uh, it's been enough to get people excited about the album that's coming. Yeah, exactly. Thanks so much for having me. As always, it's so fun to be with you. Yes, God bless. Thank you. You too. You can learn more about Sarah Kroger at her website, sarahkroger.com. Her new album, Light, will be released in late August. And keep your eyes open for all those singles that are going to be coming out between now and then. Here now is Sarah Kroger with that song that we were talking about, uh, another track from the album, Standing in Your Light, from her new album, Light.
We're listening to Sarah Kroger with Standing in Your Light from her new album, Light. And that will bring us to the end of the program this week. Remember that if you missed any part of the program, you can stream or podcast all our Salt and Light Hour shows at saltandlighttv.org slash radio. And that's also where we post links to our artists or guests. You can also get the Salt and Light Hour as a podcast wherever you get your podcasts. So no excuses for not listening to the show. And remember that I want to hear from you so you can be on our show. How has your COVID experience been? Send me an email, pedro at saltandlighttv.org or find me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Deacon Pedro. I pray that you're all keeping safe and staying sane and that we go back to normality very soon. Thank you for being with us today. I'm Deacon Pedro, and this has been the Salt and Light Hour. <laughs>